Hey there, it's the NPR Politics Podcast here with a quick take on sports and the 2016 campaign. Donald Trump is trying to win Indiana this week, and he's campaigning all over the state with former Indiana basketball coach Bobby Knight. And I'll tell you one thing, that man that was just up here a moment ago, I'll tell you, that some bitch could play for me. Before the New York primary, Trump campaigned with Bills coach Rex Ryan. This is a great honor for me to introduce Donald Trump. And around the newsroom, we got to thinking that Trump has collected endorsements from a whole lot of notorious sports figures. John Daly, Dennis Rodman, Mike Tyson, Bobby Knight. Though it pains me to lump him in with those guys, he did break a whole lot of water coolers, former Yankee Paul O'Neill. So we're going to talk about that for a few minutes and also talk a bit more broadly about when sports and politics collide. I'm Scott Detrow. I cover the campaign. I'm Domenico Montanaro, political editor. I'm Melissa Block, a special correspondent. Kevin Blackstone with ESPN, sports columnist at the Washington Post and teacher. Kevin, thanks for joining us. Thanks for the invite. So let's start with this. Uh, the podcast has a lot of younger listeners who might not fully appreciate just how much of an outsized figure Bobby Knight is oh. in Indiana, even with the problems he had at the end of his career. He is a uh, giant in sports, one of the greatest college basketball coaches ever. Um, he has a uh, irascible personality. He's been known to uh, choke players, uh, <laughs> throw chairs across the court at uh, referees with whom he disagreed. He's gone after uh, secretaries at University of uh, Indiana. Um, I remember famously an incident when he was at Texas Tech, which came to be known as Salad Gate, when he became irate uh, in a grocery store at the salad bar um, <laughs> at another Texas Tech uh, employee. And uh, their argument went into the parking lot and later into the street. So it didn't um, have to do with, like, percentage of shredded carrots in <laughs> no, a salad bar. This was no, something basketball-related. It, it, uh, it was actually, I think, my recollection is... Not enough meat in my salad. <laughs> <you know>? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> We're taking this to the parking lot. <laughs> so that's the, kind of guy, that's the kind of guy he is. And, uh, and he's still huge in, in Indiana. Uh, what did you think when you saw uh, Donald Trump and Bobby Knight uh, campaigning with each other this week? I didn't see that one coming from Bob Knight. I, I know him um, from over the years. And uh, while I always suspected he was probably a uh, Republican because he is somewhat conservative in his views, I thought that Trump might be an outlier even for him. So for him to come out and endorse him as he did in the typical salty language of Bob Knight was somewhat surprising. On the other hand, I do think that Bob Knight fits in with Trump supporters if you believe that it is a blue-collar population that is not necessarily college-educated and may seem uh, somewhat disenchanted with the way things are going in America. Uh, he kind of fits in with that. It's always a question with endorsements, right, of do they make a difference? Do they actually sway voters? And you, you do wonder, I mean, would there be would there be a sizable contingent of people who would say, you know, I wasn't supporting Donald Trump before, but if Bobby Knight's behind him, then, then he's my guy. Maybe only in Indiana, yeah. uh, but I can't see it anyplace else because I don't think that Bob Knight's name necessarily right. resonates uh, around the country but, as it does in Indiana. But then, but then 
then he's doing it with all these other people, right? I mean, Rex right. Ryan introducing him in Buffalo. <laughs> uh, you know, it's totally micro-targeted for each of these kinds of states. It's like every single state that he goes to, he finds the most, you know, chip on their shoulder guy, who, right. sports guy who's who's feels like the system is against him or something, right? Yeah, you're right. I, I was just going to say, though, the, the odd thing about this is, and correct me if I'm wrong, but with political endorsements, generally the endorsements work if the candidate needs some sort of name recognition. Donald Trump needs no name recognition. I'm not sure what he gets out of this in the in the larger picture. And, and it seems to me that this is almost like uh, kind of like-minded people wanting to just associate with each other more than kind of like a, a value of, a, well, Dennis Rodman's now out for me. That'll mm-hmm. get me over the hump. Mike Tyson. Yeah. John right. Rocker. John Rocker. As the Mets fan in here, I'll just tell you, <laughs> that stood out for me. We should say John Rocker, former Braves pitcher who had... Uh, <laughs> Extremely spicy words to say about about New York fans and disparage just about everybody, right? Foreigners, yeah. uh, people on the on the number seven blue hair kids, you know, right? Yeah. And you know, we forgot at the very beginning um, how much of this started this year, and it was with Tom Brady having the Donald Trump campaign hat in his cubbyhole and being asked about it, and really refusing to talk about his support of Donald Trump beyond just being a, a good friend. And talk about guys with chips on their shoulders, too. I mean, Tom Brady, you know, having been uh, yep. embroiled in the deflate gate. I mean, what do you see as the common thread with a lot of these guys? Mike Tyson, Tom Brady, uh, Bobby Knight. I mean, wh- what do you see as commonalities with them that why they might endorse a Bob Knight? Um, In- endorse a, Don- a Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. wow. Endorse <laughs> Boy, to me, they've like blended together now. Well, his his nickname is the general. Yeah, so really. uh, he's been running some things. Um, almost maybe a collective middle finger uh, because they have all um, thumbed their noses at uh, authority, um, at institutional organizations, and continue to do things as they want to do it, regardless of what the rules and regulations have been before. I think that's the one thing that ties most of these folks together. Typically, though, it, it seems like there's been a lot of reluctance by professional athletes to get involved in something sure. like this, that there's more downside than upside. You know, these are people trying to appeal across the board. The famous quote that always comes up when you talk about things like that is, is Michael Jordan allegedly saying Republicans buy sneakers as well. Right. Um, and, and yeah, and that's true. But I think social media has has created a community of athletes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that has changed the game, no pun intended, for, for everyone. And so they're a lot less fearful of saying something that seems to be on their own as opposed to a part of a group. And um, it's okay now for athletes to be involved in political activities, whether they're extremely serious ones, um, like those against police brutality, LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, a number of others have been publicly and visually involved in those protests. Um, I think it's a lot safer in some regards with presidential campaigns because almost everyone is going to side with with someone. Um, And when Obama's first run uh, was picking up steam, um, I remember how uh, Magic Johnson had to quietly shift gears because he originally was supporting uh, Hillary Clinton very publicly, mm-hmm. and then he moved his support to to Obama, and you saw Tiger Woods come out, you saw LeBron James come out. So I think some things have have changed a little bit with social media. You know, you mentioned Obama, and it strikes me that he kind of changed the game a little bit, so to speak, on the kinds of athletes that could come out and endorse. Um, it was for a long time, I think, as Scott was alluding to, you know, most 
athletes just sort of kept it quiet. They they didn't want to go there because it was seen as a financial decision, right? Sure. You know, there's some there's some other history to this. Ken Burns's piece on Jackie Robinson reminded us of his political difficulties um, once he stopped playing the game, his support of Richard Nixon and how that mm. backfired on him. Um, so there has been some of that um, over the years, but we are seeing a lot more now. And I think we are going to see a lot more now because I think there are some athletes like LeBron James who have made it easier to come out and support a political candidate. And Kevin, you uh, were actually uh, on with us a couple months ago talking to Morning Edition about just kind of the crossover appeal or, mm-hmm. or influence that this election has had compared to other elections in between kind of social media bringing every conversation out to the forefront more and, and right. just the way that that this election has kind of carried itself out. Have you just seen like more of a crossover between sports and politics and pop culture all kind of blending together? It's all in the same Cuisinart machine, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, you can't, you know, you can't escape it. I mean, on the one hand, sports has really become uh, such a big part of entertainment in this country. Um, and politics now has taken on this entertainment personality now. And I even look at the way we in the media cover this. I mean, I've never seen, I don't recall a political campaign being covered like a tennis match the way this is. Um, you know, so we in the media have really, I think, fed this development as well. Mm-hmm. Can we talk just a bit about uh, women's sports figures? I was trying to figure out who's who's been vocal on this, and it's not a long list. Abby Wambach, former mm-hmm. superstar in the in the U.S. women's national soccer team, is campaigning for Hillary Clinton. Ronda Rousey, I read, has, is endorsing Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders right? um, is there much more of a He probably of a needs her to take on the establishment. <laughs> <Michelle. laughs> she, could, she could help you out a Give little bit Give a little there. firepower. Um, um, Michelle Kwan, uh, Olympian, is, is, is kind of working for the Hillary Clinton campaign, actually. Skater, yeah. yeah. Billie Jean King. Uh, did she come out and support uh, Hillary? I believe mm-hmm. and Chris Everett too. Chris Everett, yeah. But we're not we're not hearing about them as much. And I wonder if you know if conceivably Hillary's having problems with some demographics in the women's vote. Would a women's sports figure help her out? You know, I I wonder if that's not the coverage of women's sports once again coming mm-hmm. back to haunt women's women athletes who may uh, feel strongly about a particular candidate. I mean, we once again we still co- I mean, how serious is Dennis Rodman's support of Donald Trump. Right. Really? Um, I mean, one or two tweets and a few interviews. Seems, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and so, I think that's important to point out. Like, some of these people have had events with Donald Trump, as others have just answered questions when people have asked them. And isn't that partially because it fits a narrative, right? I mean, you see the kind of misfits, frankly, who've come out mm-hmm. in support of Donald Trump. Uh, you know, to me, what's striking is, and I don't know how you feel about this, but there seems to be a lot of this hinging on race, right? I mean, like, w- with Barack Obama... So many black athletes who before wouldn't have come out to support somebody sure. held fundraising. I mean, the NBA, so many of the guys in the NBA, uh, which is mostly black now. Right. Um, you know, and then the guys who are coming out for Trump. I mean, there's a very different kind of person who's coming out for Trump. How much of this do you feel like hinges on race and what what's bubbling beneath the well, surface? Well, certainly with Obama, a, lo- a lot of it did. I mean, it was very safe for black athletes to come out and support uh, Obama's candidacy. Uh, Michael Jordan who we just talked about, came out and supported. Who was reluctant before to come a- out. Exactly. Yeah. And I should say he supported his, uh, his, his, his run for a national office in Illinois. But, yeah, that, that, that's safe. The Trump support is just very, very different. Um, but maybe there's a safety valve there, too, simply because we have pointed out in the media time and time again how many things Donald Trump has said which 
we know are outrageous, but are not only outrageous, but just wrong. And still his numbers continue to go up and up. One person we haven't talked about is is former NBA star Kareem Abdul-Jabbar wrote really eloquently about his support for Bernie Sanders, now flipping to support Hillary Clinton. Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, he's uh, so quiet spoken and so eloquent, as you suggested, that he doesn't make for a soundbite. He's not going to grab the attention of cameras. Uh, Instead, we go for the outrageous personality. Uh, But he's very much reflective, I think, of people certainly uh, on the left side of this equation who are trying to figure out how to continue to embrace the values of a Bernie Sanders while voting for a more establishment candidate in Hillary Clinton. And he kind of he's tried to explain that and basically summed it up by saying he thinks that she has a better chance of winning a general election. And really powerfully uh, trying to to rebut anything that Donald Trump has has said. Yeah. Yeah. There's one point I think that should be made. Mm -hmm. Um, I think when people talk about athletes endorsing candidates, that if they don't like the candidate or don't like the athlete, they're very quickly to dismiss it and say, this is why athletes shouldn't have shouldn't have any involvement in politics. Mm -hmm. And I'm the exact opposite. I believe that we all should be engaged in politics, whether I like your position or not. um, I applaud athletes being engaged in our national, political, regional, political, local, political discussions. I think it's important to have engagement. So I hope if anybody takes anything from this, it's that we should all be a part of the democratic process. The typical response, whether it's, it's an athlete or a musician is, or why celebrity. don't you just play music or why don't you just play exactly. sports? That's what I like you for. So does that mean you should just do lawyering if you're a lawyer? You should just be a doctor if you're a doctor? No, we should be involved in this. This is the one arena in which all of us can have the same footing. Right? Yeah. I think we've hit all the bases. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do you think it was a home run? <laughs> oh, was it was it like a more of a three pointer? Oh, uh, <laughs> Lamp, going. you good? Yeah. Well, I can keep going. I've played many sports. <laughs> All right. Well, Kevin Blackstone, thanks so much for coming in to talk to us about this. Thank you for the invite. I'm Scott Detrow. I cover the campaign. And Domenico Montanaro, political editor. And I'm correspondent Melissa Block. Melissa, this was your first time on the podcast too. Thanks. Thanks to you for coming. It was really fun. Thanks for having me. Well, we've got another night of primary results on Tuesday, the Indiana primary. So we'll talk to you once we know who won there.